In the sports talk radio justice world, mediocre quarterback play and porous tackling are considered especially heinous. On the Lance J Show, the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad at Paragon 7 Studios. These are their stories. Um, this this healthcare. So I wasn't a criminal mastermind, and, and I want to be humble with that. I stumbled into it. Yep. Um, it just, I had the years of radio experience. Right. And we were doing a show that was fun to talk sports. I don't send talk healthcare for an hour a day because that would be tuned out by people. That's a lot. So we do a segment a day about about healthcare. We might be talking about Kim Kardashian in the next segment. We right. might be we might be interviewing a starting quarterback for <laughs> for the Washington Commanders the next segment. And I think that resonates with people yep. because it's it's kind of a holistic show. But uh, we have a lot of people that are that are interested in sponsoring. We're talking to people about uh, national distribution. We have the Urban One relationship. Yep. So I think Urban One, which has uh, 65 stations across the country, is probably going to end up doing some type of large syndication package. Good. But um, we, we're really hoping to be on. We just opened up in Orlando. Um, we're, we're real close to getting on in Atlanta. Um, so we're really starting to get our affiliate base up. But, but it's just more, like I said, I wasn't a criminal mastermind. It's just, I tell everyone, in the early days, if you're a startup or something, focus on the product, man. Yep. It's not, don't worry about the money. Right. Don't worry about, um, if you're in content, don't worry about how many people are watching and stuff. Yep. Just focus on being good. I think I focused on being good. I never cared about who was looking and how many clicks I got. I never I never got into that. I just wanted to really? get better yeah. and get good interviews. So when you put out good content, I learned, um, I taught myself how to do all the videography stuff. Okay. I invested, we invested probably about thirty dollars or $40,000 in cameras wow. and equipment. And that's a lot of money. Yep. People thought I was going through a midlife crisis, but we can put out elite content. Yep, you and do. And when you put out elite right. content, you can charge elite prices for yeah. that elite content. And really, the truth of the matter is what I charge is just a drop in the bucket uh, because we have a platform that reaches close to 200,000 people a week. So Wow. Wow. No, that's, and what are some of the major <clears throat> events? I know you posted a little bit. Your Atlanta, I think uh, there's a, uh, there's a uh, couple of events you think you're going to try to go to, well, right? Well, so I, you know, I've been downplaying it because you know people get a little bit of hate, just a little little something with the with with the hate. But a lot of people know we went out, we got a G wagon, yep. we retrofitted it. I was going to unveil it here, but it's like 38 degrees outside, and I was hoping to have people out in the sun yeah. doing interviews, and it just it just didn't work out. But um, we didn't get that for healthcare because I have a lot of health equity sponsors. Something like with U.S. Hunger, I'm not going to show up to a food packing drive in a, a G-Wagon. Yeah, that doesn't no. make sense. No. We got that for two reasons. So we could do mobile interviews and, and just get in and out um, without having to set up a tent. So when you see it the next time, I'm disappointed because I couldn't bring it in here. It's a complete studio. Wow. It's not really a driving car. I don't drive it day okay. to day. It's a studio. So all of my equipment is in there. The mics, the boom arms, all of that stuff mm. is in there. I have an electric power source. Wow. So I don't have to set up anything. I just drive it. I just open the doors. We have some bar stools in the back. We sit out and start talking. But we're going to use that a lot for tailgating because remember, awesome. my show isn't only healthcare. Sports, you know, we have the right. HealthCast series, yeah. <clears throat> but we do a lot of sports. We do a lot of other stuff. So what you'll see is um, we're going to the Oregon Ducks uh, Georgia Bulldogs game. We're going to do go. that. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go to uh, we're probably going to do State game. There's a probably going to do the Ohio State Michigan game. Yep. This year, uh, that's very likely. I don't like the cold. 
Um, we're going to do some Memphis Grizzlies playoffs. We're going to go tailgate a uh, game cool. to be determined. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, we love, we're here in Nashville, love John Morant. Right. And, um, and we also, also are going to do work with Rise, work with Hims, work with Health Expo, uh, work with AHIP. Awesome. So, so we want to we kind of moderate around. And then the other, the other great thing about being outdoors, Tyler, I like being outdoors. We're in D.C., so the concept of doing an interview with uh, D.C. politics on the mall in D.C. right in front, you know, from a, from a televised angle where you can see the Washington Monument is just a good look for us. So, yep. so we're really moving into that space. Good. And, you know, we have our studio downtown, our headquarters downtown here in Nashville. Yep. Uh, we have the ability to set up at conferences. But then having this mobile unit, we think it's going to take us to the next level. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So we'll wrap it up. But uh, one last question All for right. you. You think uh, TB12 to San Francisco, he's going to unretire? I was waiting for the sports, man. He's going to unretire? Man, I think, to be honest with you, Tyler, <clears throat> this is what I think happened, man. As, as a person that's getting into that space, his wife didn't want him to play no more. Yep. He didn't want to throw his wife under the bus. So when right. you hear someone saying, well, you know, I have family obligations and stuff. Now, his kids are teenagers. Yep. And most athletes are out at 38, 39. So he's had five more years to do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, he's married to one of the most beautiful women in the world. No um, doubt. So if, if all of us could have the choice between playing Super Bowl-level football or going home to our Brazilian underwear model wife, I mean, that's a win-win situation. Right. But it's obvious that, that Giselle wants him home. Of course. And his kids want him at home. Yep. And it's obvious that he retired the Bucks weren't as good as they were last year. He didn't really like Coach Arians. No. Uh, Coach Arians is kind of a jerk. He's difficult to deal with. He swears a lot. Yep. He doesn't have very good soft skills. But he didn't want to retire. He didn't want to retire. I didn't think so He's either. second in MVP right. voting. <clears throat> he definitely could play another two, maybe three years. Yep. I think that he'll marinate on it. But two things. I don't see him coming back because mm. uh, once you – even Tom Brady, when you're older, you're not training. Six months of not training, you're being completely different shape. Yep. But the Bucks have basically said that we're not going to trade you. Right. So he would have to go back to the Bucks, and he doesn't want to play for the Bucks. No. I think if he was playing somewhere that he really wanted to be, you know, it was, he wanted he went to the Bucks to, 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 to show uh, Bill Belichick course, who, that, who daddy really was. Right. And he made his point. Yep. Um, so if if Tom Brady had not won a Super Bowl at the Bucks, he'd still be playing still in the playing. NFL. Yep. He won the Super Bowl. He probably should have retired then. Yep. He came back. He had a great season. Didn't win the Super Bowl. And then so you're you're with the prospect. Is it better? Should I should I should I tick my fine wife off to not <laughs> win Super Bowl? Right, right. If he was knowing that he was going to win Super Bowl, he it's stayed. like, hey baby, you got to deal with it. Yep. But I just think I think he made a business decision. And to be honest with you, Tyler, I think he made the best decision, man. It's what can, what else do he have to prove? He has nothing he has to prove. Rings. I just think he has seven rings. He has all the almost all the records, right? Got I mean, all the records. So, seven rings. Yeah. Beautiful wife. Beautiful, beautiful family. Yeah. His wife's dang near a billionaire. They got more money than they can spend in four lifetimes. Easily. He's only 44, 45 right. years old. So he can spend the rest of his life doing commercials. If yep. he wants to go to ESPN to be a commentator, they'll give him $20 million. He's, do not, doing he's, do he's not doing that. He's not doing that. He's, he's going to do some. He could buy a team one day. Right. He could be a part I of think, an investment group yeah. to buy a team. Yep. He could do anything that he wanted. If Tom Brady wants to run for Congress, he can run for Congress. Probably he can do anything win. Yep. That he wants. Or if it was me, I would just go to an island in the Maldives Man. and then I'd never be seen from again. But, right. Uh, that's, you know, so I, I don't think he wanted to retire. But sometimes um, I remember my grandfather when he was 65, my mom and uh, my grandmother made him retire. Yeah. 
And he lived another 31 years. He lived to be 96. Wow. Had a great life after. Oh, and if he had kept working, I don't think he would have lived to be. He would have lived to be 74 or 75. So they wanted him out. He had some health problems. Yep. They got him out of there. Sometimes your, your woman knows what's, what's, what's best for you. No doubt. Now, I'm not going to let you come on without asking you about diagnostic and what you guys are doing. Of course. Because I need to know. What you guys are doing? Uh, how's business? What's 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 new? Business is good, and so I just you know what we do real simply, just in, it's real short, is we optimize care management clinical programs, right? right? So, looking at we pre it's predictive analytics, but it's not your not your mom's predictive analytics, right? This is real Israeli AI, right? So. I like to say why that is, because why is Israeli. What is that? What is because that? Does no, that people, make it better? It does make it better, man. You know, you be, you, I'm not going to sit here and lie and act like it's not. There's a lot of great do things have, coming do, out of Tel Aviv. I mean, yeah, do they have a? It's they magic have a, Israeli uh, AI, do man. They, do they have a, a, a patent or some type of superior technology? Just, I've they never do been have Israel, superior. So. No, okay. so so there's just right. a lot of lot of. Um, because like, Mark, Mark made it sure to, 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 to say the same thing. He yeah. mentioned Tel Aviv a couple of times when yes. we were talking. I was like, is there something There's a lot of crazy Aviv things happening oh, okay. coming out of Tel Aviv, man, okay. especially from a, from well, a technology tinder, standpoint. The Tinder swindler was from Tel Aviv. <laughs> so I, talked, I, had a, I did a segment on a Tinder swindler. Right, right, right. It's like, I don't know if you saw that I on, on Netflix. I did see it. On, I didn't so, watch it, but uh, I know I about it. I, yeah. I watched it with the businessman. So we, we were, it, was a, uh, it was a long, we watched it over a over course of a couple of days. It's basically this guy from Tel Aviv. Um, his name was Simon Levev, uh -huh. and it's this real good, real good-looking guy like you, young guy, and he was basically pretending to be this jet-set billionaire person, wow. but he was actually scamming all these women. Wow. Like, all the pictures were photoshopped. So he's like, he's like so that he was, uh, Anna Delvey on Netflix. Okay, gotcha. And he swindled women out of like fifteen million dollars. Wow. And and they couldn't really take him to jail because they gave him the they money. They gave him so money. Right. Just, uh, that's so that's nuts. But, but it's not went, like that. When they went <laughs> to find like this guy. Like he was really living in like some some hood area of Tel Aviv. Like he wasn't he was just a regular guy, but he was wow. he was driving a Ferrari, but he had scammed some woman and given him a few hundred thousand dollars and he was driving a Ferrari. Wow. And he would then he would fly to Amsterdam and scam someone else and he'd fly to Oslo and scam someone else. But uh Man. So you have so you have superior technology and what does the technology Definitely. allow you to do? Then the technology allows us to predict preventable risk, right? So okay. it's not traditional risk stratification. We're looking at the same old claims data. Right. We do look at claims data and That's good, medical man, records. If I, have, if I have one more person right. try to explain to me about risk stratification, so yeah. like I've been doing risk stratification right. for 20 years. Yeah, and we it's don't nothing, do that. There's nothing different no. on a waterfall that you're going to show me that I haven't already seen. Exactly. Over the last so it's years, much so. more than that. And so basically, if you had 100 diabetics, right? right we're going to look at the 100 diabetics and we're going to say, of those hundred, who is at risk right. of a clinically or administrative right. event from occurring in the Stroke, future? Right? Yeah. Who's deterioration? Somebody, uh, something as simple as right. from deterioration to um, going to the ER when they don't need to. Got right. It, got so it, got it, it could be a lot of different things. And so under that, within that, it's saying, all right, who's at risk? And okay. then not only are they at risk of a preventable, who, what's preventable? Right? Is it actually prevent a preventable so you event? Them into care management. Yeah, so we opt to, so we get them and we say, okay, we're going to identify those folks. Then number two, we're going to intervention match, and we're going to say, what intervention is best? James and Tyler can both be at risk in the right. same cohort, but maybe James responds to a different intervention okay. than Tyler would. Okay. And what's James and Tyler's engagement likelihood? So all that is then a really refined. We call it precision population health. Okay. So really refined targeting, if you will, for to allow the care managers to then where the, where, the, where should they spend their time, energy, effort, resources. Who is actually going to benefit from programs? Nice. Who's actually going to engage with them? You can imagine 
that can be huge cost savings to them oh, when they can get to the right members. So do you do you contract directly with the payers? Or contract with directly with the payers. Um, contract with your plans. Are you doing any healthcare over in Israel, in Europe? And, yeah, uh, so we, they in, started uh, in Israel. We've done South Africa. Oh, they nice. have some stuff in the uh, Bahamas, um, uh, India. They did some COVID stuff with the government of India. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they've been, uh, and we're just building out like our go-to-market U.S. team. We have um, contracts with Anthem, Humana, right, Blue Island, Mayo Clinic's a big investor, and so that's we're doing stuff. some cool stuff well, with Mayo, Mayo and hospitals. Yeah. So, it's, so it's, obviously, it's, uh, if they're investing, then that's legit. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. We are. We are uh, very. Legit. Legit and Mayo uh, is, yeah. is um, you know Gold Standard Mayo Clinic, Cleveland Clinic. You're talking. You're getting into the top five. Loma Linda. You're getting into the top five hospitals in, in the United Definitely. States. Definitely. So that's 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 really good, man. Did you did you enjoy the conference? It's good to be back out. I enjoy. It was great to it was right. great to uh, <laughs> great to be back out. I was surprised. I wasn't ready. I was surprised in my own mind that I wasn't ready for complete not no mask wearing. Yeah. I followed shot. You know, I followed suit. And nobody's wearing masks, so I didn't either. Yeah, but I had, I had my, my mask N95 on me. The first day, but yeah, and, and so you know, here's here's how unready I was or unprepared I was. So guy, he comes to the comes to the booth, and he's, he's talking, chopping it up, and uh-huh. I felt this droplet just hit me oh, square man. in my nose. And I, now, two years ago, that would have been a. I almost had a meltdown, right. so I just let him. <laughs> I let him, you know, finish right. talking. I don't think I paid attention to anything else the guy had to say the rest right, of the time. Right, 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 and then right. I just immediately just ran to the bathroom, and washed my face. But I was face, like, right. I have PTSD from COVID. Nah, man. we all got PTSD yeah. from COVID, man. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just. Uh, but no, nah, it's good to be back out. Oh it's, yeah, it's good. It's still you know, good. Everyone here is vaccinated. Yep. I'm triple vaccinated. Yep. Right. Well, it's always great to have you in, Tyler. Man, it's uh, I appreciate the support. Of the Definitely. show, uh, been watching your career and your matriculation. I'm looking forward to to see how your career is going to continue to advance. You know, you really chip off the block. Uh, like I said, yep. give give Carlos my regards. You know, I think Always. very highly of Carlos. He's a great mentor and a great friend to me. And, Definitely. Uh, looking forward to talking to you at the next show. Live from the Paragon Seven Studios, you are listening to the Lanch J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon Seven Seven Studios. Studios.